This is the True Self Manifestation Podcast with your host, Angel Menudo. I am a licensed psychotherapist, certified clinic coach, and a little woo with a passion for manifestation and internal family systems. Through the years, I noticed that New Age manifestation practices relied on spiritual bypassing and positive thinking only instead of getting to the root of potential blocks and barriers for building your self-worth. Then, I found internal family systems, and it changed the way I saw manifestation. Each week, I will discuss how to use IFS to tap into your true self-energy, build your worth, and work with the parts that are sabotaging your manifestations, and frankly, your life. This is not the law of attraction. This is getting to the root of what's blocking your manifestations so that you can be open to the universe and manifest the life you've always wanted. So join me on this journey to learn how to live in alignment with your true self and break free from limiting beliefs, past programming, conditioning, expectations, and societal pressures, and the other things that are keeping you stuck from living your best life. It's not a coincidence you're here. Welcome to the True Self Manifestation Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the True Self Manifestation Podcast. This podcast is all about getting curious. But before I jump in, I wanted to just give a quick reminder to everyone that my e course is available. How to Manifest Without the Self-Sabotage. This course uses internal family systems, parts work techniques to guide you into tapping into your true self-energy and explore the world around you internally, working with those parts that are blocking or sabotaging your manifestations. This right here is the foundation of how to manifest without the spiritual bypassing, positive thinking only jargon that often invalidates our parts. By doing this work, you build your self-worth because you are learning how to unblend from those parts of you that are hypercritical, have high expectations, or are focused mainly on others instead of yourself. You gain awareness and understanding of your internal world, why your parts are doing what they do, and how to align with your authentic, true self so you can align with the universe and manifest. This is the only course out there that talks anything about manifestation and their parts work and using internal family systems. So this is like awesome. This is hot shit right here. I love it. Love it. Love it. This course includes a video, a guided meditation, worksheets, workbook, infographics that can all be used over and over again with all of your parts. The link is in the show notes, and you can also find it on my own website, so trueselfmanifestation.com. I'd love for you to just go check it out. It will change your world, and I am offering it at an introductory price. So I don't know how long I'm going to be running this for. So again, go check it out. And thank you so much to everyone who has already ordered this e-course. I hope you're getting so much out of it. 
So one more thing before I go into our topic today, I wanted to go a little more in depth on something I discussed in the last episode. I talked about a theory that I've been working on around manifesting bad things by thinking negatively. I said that the negative thinking is coming from a part and not true self. And if you're not in alignment with your true self and the universe, how are you able to manifest? So even the bad things, how can you manifest that? And I've been thinking more about this, hence the idea of a working theory. And something popped into my head. It can feel like we're manifesting bad things. But in reality, what this is, is it's patterns, cycles, and loops based on past programming and conditioning. If you are conditioned to believe that you are undeserving of love, then you are going to subconsciously sabotage relationships. Maybe by not pursuing somebody because you think that you're out of their league. Or if the only relationships that you've ever witnessed were ones that were unloving, often fought, were unhealthy, subconsciously, you're going to be more pulled into that type of relationship. It's not that you manifested it. It's just that some of the parts only know this and feel comfortable in this space. So again, it's not manifestation. It is a subconscious pattern continuing to be played out. And subconscious is the point of all of this. When it is subconscious, we are not doing it deliberately. This is why awareness of our patterns and cycles go a long way to stopping them. With self-awareness, we can make conscious choices not to engage the way we previously have. And I know, I know, it's easier said than done. This is why I wanted to talk about getting curious. Finding curiosity with who we are, what we do, asking yourself why, without judgment, without criticism. Instead, being a neutral observer. Someone that is impartial, has no personal preferences, or no judgments. If this seems a little difficult, a great way to begin is to try to be a neutral observer in all areas of life, not just towards yourself, of like looking inward. A great exercise to practice this is to look around your environment and describe it without judgment words. For example, I see white walls, clothes hanging on a white clothes rack. I see the window with, ugh, I would have loved to have said blue skies, but actually it's a lot of clouds and it's looking, it's looking gray outside. So it's okay. Gray skies with some clouds. See? No judgment. Uh, <laughs> which It's kind of funny because I, I was about to be judgy on that and I had to pull back. And if you all don't know, I do record these podcasts in my dressing room. It's small and it has all the clothes so it can muffle the sound so it's not echoey or anything. So notice, though, I didn't say 
I see white walls and there's a smudge over there and I should really clean that. And, oh, those clothes hanging up look like crap and I they should be rehung. And I did catch myself when I was going to talk about uh, the sky. So that was a good thing. When we use judgment words, it makes us feel some type of way. But when we're in neutral observer, we are just that neutral. Practicing this exercise begins to shift your brain's perception of what you're wanting it to focus on, naturally observing instead of judgment. Then you can turn it inward. Begin reflecting on your day. This can be done in the evenings or before bed. Journaling is a great exercise for this, right? Then you can follow patterns. This is not the time, by the way, to berate yourself for something you said or relive a conversation a million times while getting down on yourself because you thought you were too mean or your tone was off or if the other person was mad at you. And this is something I hear again and again over the years from clients. So I know this happens often. And we want to end that. No more nitpicking. No more berating yourself. Instead, you're going to just be a neutral observer and then get curious about it. Getting curious also doesn't mean getting on yourself for an interaction or a situation that happened in the day. Getting curious is all about following a thread so that you can get to know and understand yourself better. That's all it is. As you reflect, you can notice that an interaction you had with someone earlier in the day brings up feeling maybe uncomfortable, anxious, shame, guilt. All of these are parts. They are trying to tell you something. By getting curious, you are unblending from that part so that you are seeing things through the lens of true self-you. Being able to respond to these feelings with a, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why that's coming up. Just ask and listen. Just write down what pops up. So an example of how maybe you can get curious would be, um, say, a friend text. Maybe say you texted a friend and hours have gone by with no response. Some people can think of this and think, um, I don't know, probably they're probably busy and they'll respond to me when they can. No big deal. However, someone else might think, are they mad at me? Did I do something wrong? This is what you pay attention to. Notice what emotions are coming up, the body sensations. This is how you can tell that a part is activated. This could play out in different ways. You could continue to be anxious, worried, reliving every past conversation and text exchange that you've had for the past month to see if someone was, something was said. That resulted in this friend being mad, therefore not texting you back. Or you could have another part that berates this part 
that is worried? Maybe some tough love from the inner critic? Or you can take a breath and just notice it all and get curious about it. Are you ready to end the unconscious cycles and patterns sabotaging your manifestations and experience true magnetism without the blocks from past programming, conditioning, and limiting beliefs so that you can manifest your most amazing life? If you said yes, then I invite you to check out my e-course, How to Manifest Without the Self-Sabotage. This e-course uses techniques from internal family systems to help you align with your true self-energy and begin working with those parts of you that have been sabotaging your manifestations. By using these evidence-based practices, you are shifting perception of yourself and the world around you at the root, helping you reprogram and retrain your brain so it is no longer running off of invisible scripts based on past programming, conditioning, and limiting beliefs. Use code 50OFF for $50 off your purchase of How to Manifest Without the Self-Sabotage eCourse. The link is in the show notes. Don't wait. Grab this transformative eCourse today and start manifesting your most amazing life. We want to just ask why it's coming up and follow that thread. Continue to be curious and explore. This is giving you so much information of what is happening internally when external things activate your parts. And as you do this and you journal, you are in essence mapping out your parts. This is one way to get curious as a way to tune into true self and identify parts that have been activated. Getting curious in other ways can help you get into true self as well. And that is just to get curious about the world around you. Do you remember a time when you were a kid and everything seemed new? You explored, you played, you tried new things out, You ask questions. You built things out of boxes or Legos or Play-Doh. You painted or drew. Now, this is also getting into creativity, but I think a lot of times they do go hand in hand. I remember as a kid, my curiosity was endless. This was before the internet. So I would often ask questions, spend hours at the library looking things up and exploring new ideas. I mean, now you have Google. You can just Google everything on your phone, which is cool too. And that would have been awesome to have as a kid. Uh, But I didn't. So I went to the library. Also, when I was young, I loved building tree houses. I had these railroad tracks down the street from me. And near the tracks, there were these great trees. They weren't on anyone's property. It was a property I think like the railroad company owned or the city. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. But they weren't like people's property. So my friends and I would build houses, you know, would build tree houses in those trees. And that's what that is, curiosity to explore, getting curious about the trees and if the limbs could hold a tree house, curiosity to rebuild it when it would inevitably get torn down by the railroad company or the city or whoever. And even when... I now went through my foot and I had to get a tetanus shot. My curiosity did not waver. Not until when I was asking questions, 
I would hear things like, my questions were dumb, or do I need to know that in reference to whatever I was asking? Looking back now, I don't think they knew the answers. And instead of just saying that, saying like, oh, I don't know, it was often just thrown back at me, um, which made me second guess why I was even asking the questions. And after a while, I stopped asking. I became anxious to ask anything, even in classes, out of fear of looking dumb. Since that was all I was told. I know now that was a part trying to protect a young, vulnerable part from being hurt anymore when it, because it was called dumb. But there was always something inside that wanted to ask, wanted to know all the things, wanted to understand. I think that's a big reason why I became a therapist. I wanted to understand how people thought, why they behaved the way they did, why they hurt others. Why they would tell a kid that their questions were dumb. Spoiler alert, it's all past programming, conditioning, and their own limiting beliefs and traumas. But as time went by, my curiosity sprouted up, but would get shut down again. This time, not by other people, but by my parts trying to protect me from being hurt. And at times, they stopped me from trying new things, exploring, and getting out of my comfort zone. Just until I couldn't take it anymore. And I decided that no longer I had any fucks to give. I realized it was, it was not dumb to ask questions. It wasn't ridiculous to be curious about things and further explore them to see where they take me. I wouldn't be here now if I continued to stifle my, my curiosity. Our curiosity can end for so many reasons. It can be like mine with not having supportive role models in my life at a young age. Or it can be because of other factors from caregivers, societal pressures and norms. I used to joke that it was a luxury to be curious to philosophize about life. I would say who had time for that? Especially women, when we're always trying to do all of the things. But you know what? We need it. We need curiosity and wonder. This is how we connect to our true self. We are denying ourselves this amazing experience beyond our own world if we don't get curious. I've been hearing so often lately about masculine and feminine energy and so much so that I'm taking it as a sign from the universe to further tune into it. So masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with like sex or gender and everybody embodies actually or has both energies. It doesn't mean that masculine is aggressive and feminine is passive either. It's considered the balance, like yin and yang. Masculine energy is explained as doing. Feminine energy is being, like open to receive. The thing is, in our culture, 
masculine energy is often revered. We are always doing. We are always on the go. We aren't just being. We aren't allowed to pause, to take a break, and to just be for some time. But we need to be able to do this. This is how we become one with the universe. The being is how we tap into our intuition, how we can get curious, how we are inspired to create. All of this gets shut down if we are constantly in the doing mode. And I heard this recently somewhere, and if I remember where, I'll be sure to add it in to like the show notes. But someone had said, we get inspired when we are in our feminine energy. This is where we dream. This is where we manifest. And then we can tap into that masculine energy and it can help us actualize that vision. It's that doing, right? So we can be, we can dream, we can explore, we can get curious, and then we can take those action steps. And that's that masculine energy. So we need time to be curious. If you are feeling like you are missing that wonder and curiosity, you might be asking, how do I get it back? Or how do I engage in it more often? You have to prioritize it. I am all for micro acts. I love micro skills. Anything that I can do quickly that has a big impact. No matter what, at this moment, I know I won't take hours to just sit and ponder life. Not saying that you can't and that I won't eventually, just not right this moment. <laughs> Instead, I prefer to meet myself where I'm at and to do small things. Ask myself questions or when I get an intuitive hit, that I should just be curious about. I put it in my notes app to explore later. And I allow myself a little bit of time to do that. I give myself permission to let other things be paused and enjoy these moments of wonder. It's hard, even for me. The struggle is real. But it is something that I am prioritizing. And I invite you all to do the same. So I ask you, what is something that you have been curious about, but you've been putting off? What is something that brings you wonder and awe? It could be something as simple as sitting outside and watching nature. I love watching the birds, the squirrels, sometimes the rabbits, raccoons, and even once a deer in my yard. I love getting curious about trying new creative things which right there brings in both curiosity and creativeness, two of the eight C's of true self. For the past year or so, I've been weaving. I make these awesome fiber art wall hangings. I get curious about color combinations and the textures of the fibers I use. And the entire process is creative. I also love interior design. So I am online a lot looking at 
how to like, well, online a lot looking at like houses and interior design and Zillow is kind of my best friend. Um, But also on like how to refurbish furniture, which I also enjoy doing. So what's something you've always wanted to do? Is there a hobby, a place to go? Maybe learn a language, read a different book, take a class, join a group or a community? What is one step that you can take right now to begin embodying curiosity without judgment? Try it out and see how it goes. If it doesn't work out, try something new. Like say it's like a hobby or something like that. If it doesn't work, though, it's okay. It's okay. I've tried a million things. You never know if you don't try. Being curious doesn't mean you have to stick with something either. If it's just not right, you'll find things that are ultimately for you, where you can feel like you're kind of in a flow, in a groove. And that's true self. So I hope this episode inspired you to be more curious about not only your internal world, but your external world as well. Don't forget, when turning inward, be a neutral observer, no judgment. And as a matter of fact, no judgment on the things that you want to get curious about and explore. Let yourself just be. I am giving you this permission. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Take care now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True Self Manifestation Podcast. Check out the show notes for any links mentioned here. And while you're at it, grab my free mini course on how to manifest without the self-sabotage. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review where you listen to podcasts. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon.